lights. Oh, lights. Good evening, my brothers and sisters. Uh, once again, this is your brother Paul Offen coming to you uh, live on Bayas and also on my own Facebook page. And some of you also can get me on YouTube. Last week, something happened and uh, I couldn't present the lesson to you. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting, but tonight, God be so good, things are better now, and we can, you know, start our new lesson tonight. As you hear our song, we're going to study something that the ancient book, the book that God gave to us called the Bible, the things that the Bible said to us that mankind have now changed we are going to go through the scriptures and allow the scriptures to talk to us. Tonight, the topic for our studies is, to interest you to know this topic, it is it, uh, it is better we do not marry. That is the topic. It's better we do not marry. Probably you think, why this topic? Well, by the time we finish the lesson, you will understand why I chose to title my lesson this way. But as I always do, please, I want to remind you that the coronavirus is still around. So don't lose your guard. Continue to ensure all the protocols around it by washing your hands more frequently, about 20, uh, 20 seconds with soap and water, and also remember to keep your face marks on and ensure your one to two meter distance when you are uh, within people. Brothers and sisters, tonight if you are listening to me and this is the first time, then I'll say you are welcome to uh, Brother Paul's, you know, homepage where we study the Bible. I'm a Bible teacher and we study the Bible into details what the scripture, you know, teaches us. We make sure that we allow God to guide us so that we teach nothing but the truth. And this is why we are here today. Sometimes the things that you hear is not what you'll be expecting. But since this is the word of God, I will rather give you the word of God than to give you things that will make your ears so nice, but rather will not help you to get into heaven. But the things that will provoke your thought, you think about it deeply, and if there is any changes you have to make in your life, you'll make it. And that is what I present to you. Marriage. Is what I'm going to talk about tonight. If you are not married, it doesn't mean this lesson is not for you. I think this lesson is even better for those who are still not married. 
and you understand why I'm saying this. Now, marriage is the oldest institution set up by God during his creation. The only union that God made during his creation is marriage. And I can tell you that this relationship is the most abused relationship of our time. This abuse has gained root even among religious people, people that call themselves Christians. You can see this kind of relationship being abused among them. Just little misunderstanding coming between couples, this will lead to either the couple separating or they say we are divorced. Marriage, probably we don't understand the concept behind why God set up this institution. Other than that, we will not see what we are seeing today. Now, in the year 2019, that is just last year, the divorce rate, divorce rate in the United States of America was about 50%, which means if 100 people marry within two or five years, 50% of them will be divorced. And according to the study I found on the internet, that's by Winkinson and uh, Frank Bien Zatoni, I think the Americans. They say that every 13 seconds, a divorce occurs in America. Every 13 seconds. So since I began my lesson, right, getting to about five seconds, uh, five minutes now, you can count the amount of divorces that what have occurred. Is, this is very, very sad, considering the fact that God's sacred law, which binds marriage, also makes divorce or separation completely unacceptable. But this is what we see today, and this is what is being practiced on our generation. The reason is simple. The reason why people rush into this relationship is not because they want marriage but because they want to satisfy their sexual gratification. It's not because they want marriage, but they want to satisfy their sexual gratification. And these account for the huge number of divorces, adultery, and fornication that we see today. It's so sad. These days, People ignore God's law and the traditional way of marriage and do whatever seems right in their own eyes. And this reminds me of what Judges said. If you read Judges chapter 17, verse 6, he says, In those days there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And this is exactly what is going on today. People are doing their own thing, regardless of God's law governing the marriage. They don't care. It's me. That's my body. I can do whatever I want. That is what you hear today from people. But Christians, God said, you are not of your own. Your body belongs to Almighty God who created you. So you can't say, it's my body. And whatever I want, I can do. Now, 
It is through that lack of knowledge people are destroyed. That's what Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says. And because we show no respect to God, we have resulted in destroying the very foundation of the marriage. We don't show respect to God's word. And that is why we keep destroying the foundation of our marriage. Now, this lesson is for both the married and the unmarried. Unmarried. That is why I said, if you are not married, don't think that, oh, this lesson is not for you. It's for you. And I can say that maybe you will even have more percentage in this lesson than those who are married. So listen to this and it will help you. If you are in the marriage already, then note that the journey you have taken, you do not return because the marriage relationship is a permanent relationship. If you are not yet married, then this lesson will help you to make up your, your mind since the journey is of no return. When you enter into marriage relationship, you do not return from it. So if this is the case, then you can see the seriousness of the statistics I gave you that in America last year, about 50% of all marriages ended up in divorce within two to five years people are divorced because they don't know the word of God. That is why this is happening. Now, marriage is the most beautiful relationship God has ever done for human race. When it goes well with you, you will understand what I'm saying. But at the same time, at the same time, marriage can be a union of hell for the couple's if they do not rely on God's word, it can be a hell for you. And you wish you wouldn't have entered into that kind of relationship. But then if you allow God's word to guide you, marriage is the most beautiful thing that you will recommend for everyone. What we see today happening in this relationship are not marriages. Most people are not married today. They will say that we are partners. And that is not what God requires from humans. He wants us to enter into this married relationship with his blessing on us. Now, in this lesson, I will share with you the God's side of the story with regard to marriage, divorce, and remarry. So we're going to dwell on marriage, divorce, and remarry. And I'll also discuss with you what the scripture says about separation and its effect on the marriage. So it's important you do follow me and you understand this. Now, as I say from the beginning, probably you are thinking why I title my lesson as it is uh, uh, better we do not marry. It is better we do not marry. Brother Paul, why this title? You will understand it very soon. You understand it very soon. Now, the Jewish people were people who always confronted Jesus when Christ was on earth. And 
you know, put a lot of questions before Christ. One of these questions was about marriage. They asked a question about marriage. And when Jesus answered them, explained to them what is involved in marriage and how God sees the marriage union, his disciples became very scared. The answer that Jesus Christ provided, his disciples became very scared and said, and I quote from Matthew chapter 19, verse 10. And this is what his disciples said. They said, if such is the case of a man and with wife, it is better we do not marry. If such is the case of a man and his wife, then it is better we do not marry. Why the fear? Why are they saying this? Now let's get into the background of marriage. Probably you understand why they are showing you fears here. When Jesus Christ explained to them what is involved in marriage and the kind of uh, the, the background of marriage and how intended, uh, God intended marriage should be, the people were scared that Jesus told them this. Now, when we go back to the garden where God made the marriage, Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, and then we jump to 21 and 22. Genesis 2, 18, and I read, it said, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. God said, It is not good. After he created the man, he said, No, it's not good. My creation is not perfect now. I have to make a woman. I have to make somebody to help the man to make my creation complete. Verse 21 and 22 said, So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up, in, uh, and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God has taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Hallelujah. So when God saw that a man was alone, he said, no, I don't want you to be alone. I will make you a helpmate fit for you. And God caused a deep sleep into the man. And then while the man was sleeping, he took one of his ribs and made a woman and brought her back to the man. And when the man awake and saw the woman for the first time, the man said, this is the bone of my bones, the flesh of my flesh. This I will call her a woman because she was taken from the man. Brothers and sisters, I want you to understand all these kind of phrases we are quoting. I'm not quoting it for quoting's sake. I want you to understand the background of marriage. Why separation and divorce is abomination and you cannot do that. The reason, the genesis is from here. The question is, and before we come to that, after God has made the two, 
Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and every living thing that moves on earth. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. God blessed the couple and told them to multiply. Now the question we have to ask ourselves and get answer is that. The Bible said God removed the part of the man's body and created the woman. The question is, why did God not use entirely different soil to create the woman? God used soil or the dust from the earth and make the, what, the man. And then after that, he didn't use different soil to make the woman. But then he allowed the man to slip and remove his ribs and make the woman. What is the meaning of that? There are a lot of soil around. Why didn't he take another soil and create a woman so that he make them independent? Do you understand? But here, God did not do that. And God, God did means that the man depends on a woman because the man cannot be a whole. One of his ribs, the part, is removed. So before he can be a whole, he has to depend on the woman. And the woman too cannot be a whole because he's just a part of the man. For her to be a whole, he has to come back to where she belongs. That is part of the man. Do you understand God's wisdom? And that is why God did not select different soil to create a woman, but he used part of the man to create the woman. And Jesus explained it like this. In Mark chapter 10, verse 7 and 8, this is what Jesus said. Now, what God demonstrated in the Garden of Eden, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to the wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore? I want you to listen here. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Hallelujah. Jesus said, you know what God did in the Garden of Eden? Why he didn't use different soil or different dust? But then he removed the rape of the man and make the woman. That means this is the reason why a man has to leave his father and mother and go and search for the part that was missing, that, that is the woman. So when he finds the woman and God joined them together, Jesus said, for this reason, no one should separate what God has joined together. I'm saying we are going to discuss about marriage, a divorce, and remarriage. And I'm trying to explain to you the reason why you cannot divorce or you cannot separate. 
And this started in Genesis here. God made the man and the woman in a unique way comparing to the other creatures that God made. And Jesus said, for this reason, the way God made the two, no one should separate. No one should separate. What God has joined together, no civil court should separate it. I know you will say that, well, we have a legal back in here so we can divorce. You can go to the courts and get divorce letters or divorce papers so that you can divorce. According to Jesus Christ, divorce letter from the court doesn't work here for God. So what God has joined together, no civil court should separate. What God has joined together, no traditional court should separate. What God has joined together, nobody should separate it for religious reason. You can't say that for my religion. I have to let this woman go. For my culture or tradition, this woman should go. Well, I have a court order that there should be a divorce. Jesus says, what God put together, no man tend to separate them. Brothers, it is scary when you read this statistics from the America that 50% of those married end up in divorce within two to five years. It's very, very scary. If you think about what Jesus Christ is saying. If you are a married person and you are preparing your mind that you have to leave your wife or your husband, then this go for you. If you are not married, then you have to learn some lesson from this so that you don't enter into the journey of no return and regret. You have to plan yourself very well. What God put together no man should separate. Now, this makes a marriage a permanent relationship by God's decree. God has decreed that marriage is a permanent relationship. If you enter into it, no return. Uncle Paul, what you are saying, you're making me a bit scared. Brother, Oh, my sister, I wish I can tell you something better than what I'm saying. But this is the word of God. I can't give you anything that is so sweet in your ears. And at the end, it ends you into domination. But I would rather give you the word of God that provoke your thought. That, you know, become too harsh on you. So that when you listen to this word and change your heart, it will help you. According to the Bible, according to Christ our Lord, according to the God who made the marriage, marriage is a permanent relationship and there is no going back. So if you enter to it. Now let's hear what Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 16 verse 18. And I read Luke chapter 16 verse 18. Jesus says, everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commit adultery. Hey! Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. He didn't end there. And he said, 
and he who marries a woman divorced from her husband also commit adultery. What it means is, Jesus said, you cannot divorce your wife without committing adultery. You cannot separate him from your wife, right? And marries another one without committing adultery. If you leave your husband and marry another person, regardless of what happened, Jesus said you commit adultery. If you leave your wife and marry another person, regardless of what happened, Jesus says you commit adultery. And what is scary is this one. And he said, he who marries the man divorced, the woman divorced from her husband, also commit adultery. So for instance, I marry a woman, and I don't know, not knowing that woman has been divorced. Jesus says, I am committing adultery. How would I know? This is scary. That is why it's important you don't jump into marriage without doing your research. It is important. Marriage is not like a second-hand clothing whereby you go and then put it on, and if it is not okay with you, you put it down and choose another one. It is a journey of no return, according to the scriptures. You cannot enter into it and back down. When you enter, that is it. But if God leads you in your marriage, I can tell you, marriage is the beautiful union relationship that God has ever done for human reigns. Now, Paul also confirms what Jesus commands by giving this warning. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 to 11, this is what Paul says. Paul says, to the married, I give this charge. That means I command you, not I, but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband. But if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled back to the husband, and the husband should not divorce the wife. So, the word of God make it clear. If you marry, you cannot go back. So Paul says, I charge you, and he said, it is not me. Whenever Paul says something, you read some of Paul's books, okay, the letters he wrote, sometimes you say, uh, this is from me. And other time you say, this is not from me, it is from God's direct. So what he's saying here, he says, to the, unmar uh, to the married, I give this charge, not I, but the Lord, that the wife should not separate from the husband. Hallelujah. So Paul says, this command is from the Lord himself. The Lord Jesus, who said that, a woman, a man who divorced a wife and marries another commit adultery, the same Lord is saying that the wife should not separate from the husband. And if she does, then she has to remain single. She cannot marry, regardless of what has happened. If you separate from your wife, you have no right to marry. As soon as you marry, you commit adultery. And the punishment for adultery is a lake of fire unless you change your heart 
So, to God, separation or divorce is a no-go area. It's a no-go area. So to those who think marriage is like a second-hand clothing, as I said, if it doesn't fit, then you change it. You must reason very well. You must reason again. Marriage is not like a shoe that you put your foot in and if it doesn't fit, then you change it for another one. When you put your foot in it, you don't remove it. You don't remove it. So brothers and sisters, without taking up much of your time, I want us to pause here tonight because this study is very long and we're going to break it in this manner so that it will sink well. For God commands that when you marry, you have no right to separate without breaking God's law, regardless of what happened. I know so many questions is coming into your head, right? So if you marry and your wife is like this and your husband is like this, do you want to tell me that you have to stay with the husband till you die? Well, remember your vows. You said, for better, for worse, to death, you know, put us asunder. It's only death that can separate you. And that vow, that statement you make, it's not you. That is what God said, that you cannot separate until the two of you, one goes away or pass away. You understand? So, again, I just want to remind you, that marriage is very beautiful relationship that God made for mankind. But if you don't know how to handle it, it will be like a piece of hair for you. And because of this, it is important those who are not yet in should prepare very well before you enter. Don't allow beauty to force you into marriage. Don't allow money to chase you into marriage. Don't allow pressure, either from your family, from your friends, or from whoever, to push you into marriage. And don't allow sympathy to push you into marriage. Think very well, because it's a journey of no return. Brothers and sisters, if you are not Christian, I want to tell you that, Christ is always ready to help you to better your life on this earth so that you can also prepare yourself for the world that is coming beyond our death. Jesus is always ready. Why don't you accept him? If you bring Jesus into your marriage, things will go smoothly for you. But if you reject him, you'll have problems in your marriage and you will never enjoy in your marriage. But if Jesus rules in your marriage, I can tell you that you will find all the sweetness in marriage in your life. God bless you that you always hear me. Once again, Jesus is ready to accept you. Visit the Church of Christ near you. Church of Christ is everywhere in the world. They are ready to help you to make sure that the journey of marriage that you take is beautiful for you because you are not going to go in and return. 
Jesus can also help you to better your life so that at the end, you will inherit the kingdom of heaven. God bless you that you always listen to me. In his holy name, I send my greetings also to you. Good night.